what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hello, Meredith. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good, enjoying some fall weather. Yes, it's uh, very cold where I live. I'm not sure I'm I'm quite enjoying it, but, you know, it's happening. It's inevitable. Well, it's perfect in North Carolina, so I'm, I'm enjoying it this week. So, uh, you know, and nothing like a crisp evening to enjoy one of my favorite shows, the World Series. Oh, wait, The Bachelor's on too. Let's let's move on. We'll go with that one. <laughs> All right. I, I'm hoping the World Series will be over soon, so that we have we don't have to keep talking about this at the beginning of every episode. I hope it'll be over in four games as well. But uh, I'll I'll turn the the program over to you to get to the topics that you want to talk about. Well, before we dive into this week's episode, I have some housekeeping for us to discuss. Some major. Bachelor Nation news that's going on this week. First, Katie Thurston, our former bachelorette, has broken up with her fiance, Blake. I, I heard about this from the mom, and I have no details, but I must say that I'm, I'm sad and disappointed. I'm also disappointed. I, I'm not sure I was convinced that they were endgame couple goals going to get married, but I thought they could at least hang in there for a year. I think they made it about six months. Do, do, we, do we have any background information? Did, are they that things just didn't work out? I mean, it's as, as I probably said on this podcast, this is not the best way to meet your significant other, and these things don't usually work out, but they seem like a nice couple. I don't remember you ever saying that this isn't the best way to – to meet someone that's new. Um, I'll keep that in mind, but I do, they, they posted, they each posted on Instagram. It's a joint statement. They posted the same thing about mutual love and respect for each other, but they just weren't compatible as life partners. I imagine it has something to do with the distance. You know, if you remember when Blake got to meet Katie's family and her aunt was like, you live in Canada and work in Africa. Like, how's this going to work? Have you guys thought through this at all? Um, she she might have been on to something there. It seems as though they did not think it through at all. But uh, yeah, you're you're right. And I recall that aunt was kind of a beast, but she might have had a few points. Yeah. So so uh, maybe we need to listen to the meaner members of the family in this season and and really take into consideration what they're saying. Maybe. Um, next, former host Chris Harrison has gotten engaged to his longtime girlfriend, Lauren Zima. So it's exciting that Lauren Zima is um, like a Bachelor recapper as well. So she's she's sort of in the Bachelor Nation. But it's, it's good to see that he's doing well in his post-Bachelor life. Well, we, we wish Chris the best. You know, we hope that uh, – he doesn't uh, sink into poverty with the uh, the deal that he cut to leave the the Bachelor Nation. Seems like seems like he did okay, and I suspect he'll live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And finally, there are rumors going around, which um, Reality Steve has confirmed on his Twitter are true, that there will be two Bachelor seasons in a row coming up, and that so they're currently filming one season right now with a man from Michelle's season and that they are planning to start filming a second bachelor season 
like mid to end of February that will air likely in May and that this is a new norm moving forward. I don't know if that means like back-to-back bachelor and bachelorettes is the new norm or if they're changing the schedule of what it is, but I'm not happy about this. I feel like we're getting too much. We're getting too much. That does not sound like you. I mean, I'm I'm the one that should not be happy about this, and that it's it's it feels like more a burden on my time, and that I wouldn't be watching the show if we weren't doing this podcast. That's true, but you know, the heart absence makes the heart grow fonder, and so we went through the pandemic and quarantine with no bachelor programming. And so when Claire and Tasha seasons came back, I was hype. This is exciting. And we just really haven't had much of a break since then. And in my heart isn't a, as fond as it used to be. Like I, I need some time off. I need some recoup time and back to back bachelor seasons is just, it's excessive. Well, I, 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 my only advice would be if you know if we want people to actually listen to the podcast, you're going to have to show a little bit more enthusiasm and energy for the program as we go forward. So let's. I'll be, I'll be excited. You know, hopefully, the second bachelor is going to be someone that I really fall in love with during Michelle's season, or maybe someone from Katie's season that I really enjoyed and I can get behind it. You know, my man Greg, I do love him. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. But well, for, it, for, it, for, all we, for all we know, Katie might end up with Greg again. Maybe she's going to go back to the yeah. uh, to the pool of, of guys and she'll end up with Greg. Greg can do way better than Katie. I am not a fan of Katie any longer. Ouch. I Ouch. followed her on Instagram. I'm done with Katie. It was a waste of a season. All right. Well, I, I, I kind of enjoyed Katie. So, Katie, I'm still with you. So, good luck. I, I wish you luck. Sorry that things didn't work out with Blake. Let's talk about the last night's episode. Yeah, let's talk about a better bachelorette, Michelle. Okay. So I enjoyed last night's episode. I thought it was pretty entertaining as far as like early episodes go. I have quite a few highs that I would like to discuss. First being, I enjoy any group date where we can separate the men from the boys in terms of intelligence, a.k.a. The Bachelorette version of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader. It was just great. I love the um, lack of subtr- like adding, multiplying. They don't know how to divide. They don't know how to do anything. They don't know how to spell. They don't know how to follow directions. It's great. Well, I, I did I put down as a high that, that the, the fifth graders are smarter than these guys, and they're probably smarter than me too. You know, well, since you you're you're relatively young and have been in school recently, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. So I I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the kids and uh, you know, like when when Peter the pizza guy was trying to get Michelle's attention and kept yelling, Michelle, Michelle. And uh, one of the uh, kids just shut her down shut him down said no no talking yeah yeah i I enjoyed that so the the kids were great yeah the kids were great i also put as a high specifically during the spelling portion when they had to spell the word narcissist and will spelled the word by writing down peter which i it was fair i think i i thought it was i thought it was very funny and i thought it was very appropriate you know, and and uh, 
you know, I, I, I made note of, of Peter complaining after it and said that somebody was a petty bitch. And uh, I liked when he said, I got my rose robbed. Yeah, I, I think that was a that's that's a that's a good phrase that we need to to use again. I got my rose robbed. Yeah, well, Peter, I think he genuinely thought that he was doing well during that group date. You know, he he thought Michelle really loved an aggressive musical chairs player. Well, he certainly fit that bill. Uh, it's been quite some time since I played musical chairs, but uh, you know, it was more like chair wrestling the way he was playing it, where he was just uh, really, you know, you know, putting the hip to some people and uh, making sure he got the chair. I, I really wouldn't want much to do with that fellow. Um, I'd like to make a prediction right now that within the next couple of weeks, Peter is going to be on a group date that gets physical, like some type of wrestling, something or another with, with the boys. Maybe Will will be there and they'll go against each other, but I see Peter in some type of physical, aggressive group date. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm kind of disappointed because, as you well know, I am a big fan of pizza, probably my favorite food. You know, and, and, and Peter's kind of taken me down a little bit on pizza. Yeah, you know, he seems so... Uh, um, eager to share that he's a pizza entrepreneur. You know, I, you know, in, in my world, there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a small business owner. You know, if you've got a pizza place, you might be an entrepreneur, but you're probably a small business owner. Yeah. I, um, I'm just not a big fan of Peter. I think you should be happy that he was almost your fourth top four pick and that you strayed from him. So that's good on you. Well, thank you for that. Uh, I, I do feel relieved that I didn't put him in in my my final four. And and you know, spoiler alert: you and I are both still doing pretty well. I think you still have all four of your finalists. I have three of my finalists. So you know, together we're doing pretty well there. And I'm feeling good about you know, Peter is my villain pick, and I I feel like our picks this season have been better than any other season before. You got the first impression rose correct. I'm getting the villain correct right now. We're doing well. Well, I've got some other thoughts on the villain piece of it, but okay. but uh, you know, for highlights again, I, I thought the rock climbing date was a was a very nice date. You know, I I, I enjoyed the rock climbing date. Um, uh, you know, Jamie. You know, I've, I've got a lot of thoughts on Jamie that we'll get to, uh, but you know, he he seemed thoughtful and and sort of an interesting person on the date. You know, I keep looking at him and, and his bio, I think, says he's 32 years old. And I keep saying, dude, you look like you're 45. You know, he doesn't look to me like he's supposed to be on this show. He looks older than a lot of the other people. And he's so mysterious that if, if you know, he came out next week that, you know, he's a totally different person who's 45, 50 years old. I would not be shocked by this. Uh, you know, this he seemed like a very strange dude. I was getting creepy vibes from Jamie. Like the date went well. I thought the rock climbing was cool. I thought it was exciting that they got to leave the like resort property to go on a date. I don't think we've seen that in the last couple of seasons. So that was exciting. Um, Rock climbing seems fun. I think I would have enjoyed doing that as a date. But there was just something about him that I couldn't put my finger on that was like, he seems like he could be a gaslighter. Like he seems like he could be manipulative. Like he seems arrogant to me. And his date with Michelle went really well. 
you know, he opened up about his past, which was really sad, but it seemed like a good date. Michelle seemed into him. Yeah. My, my last highlight was the, um, the apple tasting with uh, Michelle and Rodney. You know, Rodney came in dressed as a, an apple. A red apple. A red apple. Michelle asked him what kind of apple he was, and he blurted out uh, Granny Smith because it was probably the only apple he could think of at the time. And uh, she sort of looked at him strangely and said, that's like the only apple that's not red. That's a green apple. <laughs> so Michelle put together this, as I guess part of, was it the group date or the cocktail party? I don't know. But she, she brought out various foods, blindfolded him, and started having him taste apples. And he apparently, yeah, I, I wonder if he's actually got COVID because he seems to have lost his sense of taste. Uh, you know, he he uh, doesn't know the difference between sweet and sour or pizza and lasagna. So it was sort of fun. Yeah, I put that as a high as well. I enjoyed that. I, you know, I talked last week about how I thought it was amusing that Rodney didn't know the difference between these apples. I like that Michelle is still giving him shit for it. And that he's really not redeeming himself in any way. My my other highs. We have I have to give a shout out always when we have our random country performer of the season. Caroline Jones performed on the one on one day. Some good vibes there. Check her out on Spotify. And then my last high was watching Joe and Michelle play one on one basketball. I I could feel the chemistry there. And it felt like Michelle just seemed so comfortable with him. And I really enjoyed Michelle talking about how Joe was the 2011 Mr. Minnesota basketball, which means that you're like the best player in the state. And then she talks about how she was the 2011 Miss Minnesota basketball. And then she says runner up. And I think that's like pretty dang cute if they ended up together knowing that you know, they had these same up- upbringings and their paths never really crossed. Like the chemistry was just flowing there. It felt so natural and I loved watching it. Yeah, they, they, I, I agree. And, and you know, Joe seems like an, an interesting character. Some, he, he seems a little bit aloof, you know, sort of laid back. Um, he seems you know, very but, humble to me. Yeah, you know, quiet. Um and and he seems he seems more comfortable on the basketball court, but he played Division One basketball somewhere. I don't remember where he played. And you know, if you're University if you're the, of Minnesota, okay. Well, and and uh, if he was the 2011 uh, Minnesota High School Basketball Player of the Year, he probably had other options to play. You know, even even my school, the uh, North Carolina Chapel Hill, might look at the uh, a player like that and would be happy to have someone like that. So uh, so good things. So, so that's all of your highlights, right? Yes. So, so I'm going to take one of your highlights, and and I had it as as a low light, and and this is one of probably the few episodes that I've watched where I had more highlights than lowlights. But um, the show has gotten more racially sensitive in that we've got minority Bachelor with Matt James, Bachelorette, but not with the music. You know, it, to me, it really sort of struck me. You know, Caroline Jones seemed very nice. I enjoyed her music. I just celebrated my 30th wedding anniversary not that long ago. I'm old. Play that at my 30th wedding anniversary. When I'm watching Michelle and Jamie sort of dance to it, 
it just sort of felt out of place there. It didn't seem to be music that might resonate with them. So I think I think Bachelor needs to be a little more racially sensitive when it comes to maybe some of the musical acts that they bring in there. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. I do feel like The Bachelor tends to pull in mostly smaller named country artists. So that does seem to be their cup of tea, the norm there. It could it would be cool for them to branch out into other genres. I did enjoy, you know, back in Peter's season when our small named country artist may or may not have already slept with the contestant on the date. I think that added a little juice. You know, maybe we should go more in that direction. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Well, bring back your old boyfriend and girlfriend and let them perform, that, that sort of thing? Well, okay. no, not, not just any old Joe that's performing. You know, if, if, if we have someone that has you know, dated a celeb, uh, some type of singer, this is, that's the drama we want here. That's the good stuff. Well, anyway, I, I thought perhaps Bachelor Nation should have maybe thought about a, a blues or R&B singer or something just a little out of the um, country mainstream there. Just, well, we, we just, do know that the producers listen to you now, so maybe we'll get to see that later in the season, next season. Who knows? There, there you go. So Milo's um, going off the one-on-one day. I thought Jamie's family story was very sad. He talked about like how his mother struggled and he got behind in school because he was having to take care of her and his mom ended up committing suicide. It was very sad, but I, I thought Michelle handled the conversation really well. Usually it's just like, oh, thank you for sharing. And Michelle, like one of the first things she said is just like, I'm so proud of you for how you've like – gotten like handled it and like how you've overcome it and who you are today I thought it was nice to hear a different response to that like typical conversation that we get on a one-on-one date so this is a low light well the sad story is but okay I'm making uh, you know I'm just trying to make a, the good out of the bad here but it we sounds like go, you're trying to make the bad out of the good here but go ahead if we want to go straight low let's talk about how Peter thought that a negative number times a negative number was zero yeah well that's that's problematic uh, you know I when when he was working on pizza he doesn't really have to worry about multiplying negative numbers and doing that sort of stuff so let's hope that his entrepreneur pizza entrepreneurial skills do not include him keeping the accounting records of his business. I would be interested to know whether Peter correctly spelled entrepreneur. You know, not an easy word to spell, but if I'm going to go around telling everybody I'm an entrepreneur, I hope he spelled it correctly. I get the vibe that he didn't. I, he didn't look like he did much correctly there. I also would like to um, highlight, it's not a highlight, but I would like us to acknowledge that during the cocktail party when Peter and Will had their confrontation about the narcissist thing, what the fuck were they wearing? Did you notice what these two were wearing? Well, it, well, it seemed like Peter had on some sort of pinkish, salmon-ish type weird shirt. I don't remember what Will was wearing. A cotton candy colored, like light pink, light blue shirt with palm trees on it. And Will was wearing 
a shirt like that made him look like Joe Exotic from the Tiger King, like full tiger print. And then all these other guys are in like button downs and suits for the ca- the cocktail party. And it it looked really tacky. It looked like two guys fighting outside of a club in Miami. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't do that much uh, style uh, judging there. So I'm, I'm going to leave that one to you. Okay. Well, those, those are my lows. As you said, I actually did have more highs than lows this afternoon. The only other thing I did is, is, you know, I enjoyed the basketball game, but there were some people playing basketball that were obviously not basketball players. I'm looking at you, Pardeep. It was nice, (laughs) uh, nice to know you, but. Pardeep uh, got roasted by our, you know, whoever the heck this announcer was for the bat, the basketball game. He said, you know, Pardeep, Something about how Pardeep couldn't hit a shot, like he couldn't hit water falling out of a boat or something. Well, that that looked a little bit accurate. Uh, yeah, he was. I'm sure he was doing his best, but uh, yeah, there were some people like Joe and and some of the other guys that, that looked like they played some ball. And then there was Pardeep, and and uh, you know he's you know may may he rest in bachelor peace. Yeah, you know I think that Pardeep. I wish we got more of him. He seemed like a fun guy. Well, I, I, I think he's over in the corner with Jugdish and some of the other people and, and uh, not with us any longer. All right. Should we go into right reasons or wrong reasons? Well, so I'm going to, I will start with right reason. Okay. And, and, and as, as I said, I'm, I'm rather conflicted about Jamie in that, uh, initially, my predisposition was to not like him very much. But one thing I did like about Jamie is that when he got the invitation to go on the date, uh, you know, the one-on-one date, you know, he, he seemed thoughtful and said that this was also his opportunity to determine if this was a good match for him, which to me struck me as very, very normal and unlike most things that I see on on this show and that these guys who have met this person for 10 minutes so far are all gushy all the time saying she's such the perfect person or he's such the perfect person. I'm in crazy. I'm lazy. I'm crazy about her. You know, you, you've actually had 10 minutes of interaction with this person and you're on TV um, telling everybody how much you love her, which to me seems rather insane. And I thought Jamie actually had a rather intelligent comment, probably totally inappropriate for this show, but intelligent comment of saying, "Hey, we, you know, this this has to work for both of us. I want to see if if we're a good fit." He also does come off as an arrogant jerk when he starts talking about, "You know, I, I have a wild life. You know, I you know I, I'm going to take off on an airplane and go to a third world country." And and uh, you know and you know people seem to be rolling their eyes at that. But anyway, I thought that that was a good thing, even though he looks like he might be old enough to be her dad. Yeah, so I have some thoughts on this. I think, you know, it makes sense that you if anyone goes on a first date with someone, they're like, okay, I'm feeling you out, you're feeling me out, we have to mutually agree that we're both interested in each other. But Jamie's delivery of this statement made him seem like kind of a dick. Like he like I just don't think that he he came out correctly with it. And I think it has to do with the whole oh, my life's so exciting thing going off like that. But it's just maybe it was the tone of the delivery. I'm not sure. But it it put me off, even though I personally agree with what he's saying. 
But two, he went on The Bachelorette knowing Michelle is The Bachelorette. So he has time to, like, learn things about her, research about her, figure out if he even thinks that, like, they would be a good match. So it's not like your typical first date with someone. Like, he already knows who she is. Well, according to his bio, he's never watched reality television, which I'm somewhat skeptical about in that he seems to know a little too much about how the show works. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe when he applied for the show, he didn't watch reality TV and then he did some homework. Who knows? But he, he, there, there, there are a lot of reasons to be suspicious about him as well. Yeah. Okay. So that was your right reason? Yes. Okay. I have two. First, it's Rick, the table boy. Um, I... Still, his eyes still concern me a little. I think he has very dark eyes, like he, like kind of Pete Davidson-y look in his eyes. But he's cute, and I really enjoyed the time that he spent, like one on one in the group date with Michelle. He seems like very genuine and into her, and he made like a Mad Lib type story for her to fill out about their experience together so far. It was just very sweet. It stood out to me like Rick is a good guy. I like Rick. Yeah, I, he, he seems. Yeah, he he seems. He seems like he might go away. I mean, he's got good energy. They seem to have some of a connection. You know, he's he's working. He's working hard. Yeah, my other right reason is Michelle, and this is going to go into my wrong reason. But she, you know, when she hears that there are murmurs about her and Joe knowing each other beforehand, I think she handles it pretty well and like nips it in the bud, talks to the men as a group and like facing it head on, opening the floor up to questions. Like she, she handles it very well, even though I'm not sure that there was any truth behind what was going on, which leads me to my wrong reason of Jamie. Well, well, well go ahead because actually Jamie is also, in addition to being my right reason, he's also my wrong reason. <laughs> so, the background of this is that during the cocktail party before the rose ceremony, all the men are chatting and they're like, you know, it kind of seems like, you know, Joe and Michelle, both from Minnesota, both played basketball. Like, it seems like they could have known each other. They have this connection. Maybe that could have happened. And it seems like the consensus of most of the men is like, you know, that would kind of like stink because it would make my life more difficult but you know i can't really control it i got to be confident in my relationship with michelle that's that was the vibe i was getting and jamie seemed to be wanting to just you know poke the fire with the stick a little bit like let me stir this up i've got a rose i'm safe tonight and so he's standing around with all the guys they're talking about this for a while and then the next scene jamie's like oh, you know what? I just remembered that like one of my friends ran into Michelle at a bar in Minnesota and like his girlfriends were saying, oh yeah, that's the new Bachelorette. But like she's already quote booed up with a tall light skinned baller before the show even started. And I'm, I truly, I don't know if this story's true or not. Like, did you get the vibe that it, he just like made this up on the spot or this actually happened? Well, I, I don't know. He did the way he brought it out made one wonder of it, it seems you know we're, we're here on this show with Michelle. It seems like any sort of interaction that you might have had around Michelle 
would be top of mind from day one, not like, oh yeah, by the way, I, you know, your light skinned baller isn't Joe's Joe looks like a light skinned baller. Maybe he's, he's, he's been with Joe. So, so, you know, like you, I put Jamie as the wrong reason because yes, he's being the instigator. He is being the narc. Um, and, um, it, it puzzled me of why they didn't go talk to Joe. You know, if you got a if you got a question about this, why don't you go say, "Hey, Joe, did you know her before you got here? Why are we Why are we bringing this up to Michelle?" Well, it didn't seem like a majority of the guys were all that concerned about it. They were just like, you know, what happened happened. I'm going to do my best with what I've got. It seemed like none of the other guys brought it to Michelle. Jamie's the only one that talked to Michelle about it and told her that basically all of the guys were questioning her authenticity because they thought that she and, Ju- she and Joe knew each other beforehand, but Jamie was the only one that really cared. So I don't think that the guys cared enough to ask Joe about it. Well, I, I, I did make a note that I thought Martin got a little bit of an assist here because I thought Martin was the one that was sort of starting this conversation and maybe – Maybe the one with the ble- the bleached top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. He's yeah. from Miami. But yeah. the other yeah. guy with the bleached top. Oh, what what's his name? It's like Malik, maybe. I thought that he had a yeah Malik. He had a good comment when when Jamie conveniently remembered the story and was like, "Well, I think that the people are saying that she and Joe were together." And Malik was like. Do you actually think that? Or is that just like, is that what you're feeling based off of everything? Like, are you, that's just how you feel. You don't know that that's really true. Like Malik was trying to calm him down a bit, which I thought was good. But Jamie, like, I, I just still don't know if what he's saying is true or not. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had mentioned that to me, there was still some question about who the villain is in that. I think the guy that I picked as the villain who's got thrown out in the first night, the reason I picked him was he was the CEO of some tech company, and I'm just thinking that Jamie they might was also ha- a CEO. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I conceptually that was my thought process of sometimes these quote unquote CEOs uh, uh, get a little they, they they're they're arrogant. They 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 might be problems. To me, Peter certainly is is the odds on favorite to be the villain, but I think Jamie's. Got a chance to be the villain too, although they're they're probably going to come after him with pitchforks and and uh, try to run him out of town in the next couple episodes. Yeah, Peter is definitely the obvious villain that won't last very long, and I think Jamie will be our like back half of the show villain. All right, we've been droning on for a while. Let's okay. let's uh, let's finish this thing up. My MVP of the episode is Joe. I just really enjoyed the time that we got to see him. Um, You know, he had a tough week. He found out that I think his high school basketball coach passed away and he was having a tough time with it. We got to see him be a little emotional when he was FaceTiming with his mom about it. But even on the group date, he just seemed very humble and kind and quiet, like a very good guy, even with all this drama swirling about him, like he wasn't getting into it. Like he, he seems like the type of guy that you would want to date. He's not getting in all the drama. Okay. Uh, it seems like a nice guy, good basketball player. I like, you know, so far so good for Joe. Yeah. Any fatherly advice to wrap us up? So number one, 
I think you got to go easy on the cliches. I thought Brandon was a little over to, over the top when he was talking to Michelle with his cliches and saying, you're the one of my dreams. I have, I, the guys need to work on their lines a little bit, try to get a little more substance in there. Sometimes you don't need to be so over the top. It seems like Joe and to some extent, Jamie have been successful by being just a little bit more laid back and thoughtful. So sometimes that's a good thing out there for, for you young folks. Uh, you know, Jamie, don't be the rumor monger. If you have an issue, why don't you go discuss it with Joe, go discuss it with the person involved and don't give me this. Uh, a friend told me that they saw you at the bar, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's silly. Come on. Let's, let's, let's be mature and solve our problems a little bit more quickly. And lastly, don't talk in class or have other conversations during the meeting. I'm looking at you, Peter. You know, don't be whispering over to Michelle. You see, you, know, you got to keep it quiet. Be respectful. It's rude when uh, you're in class or if you're in a business meeting sometimes and then there are other conversations going on in other parts of the room. Don't do that. Not cool. So, uh, and I guess the last thing is let's not be too over reliant on spell check and our calculators. <laughs> let's, let's get back to school. Get, let's get back to some of the meat and potatoes there and make sure we can handle some of that stuff on our own. No, I, I think that's fair. I was going to be surprised if you didn't have any fatherly advice about school and math and spelling. Well, I, you know, we're take away our phones and what's left, you know, uh, you know when, it, when the zombie apocalypse comes, we're in, we're in big trouble. Well, hopefully, you know, the zombies aren't making us do math, but who knows? All, All right. right. Well, if you're enjoying our podcast, make sure to comment, rate, subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'd love that. And you can listen to us on Mesh.TV with lots of other great podcasts. Uh, I think that's all we've got for today. Anything you want to add before we wrap up, Dad? No, I think that's good. And uh, uh, we'll... I guess we'll do it again next week. Yeah, so join us next week to hear more about Michelle's season from The Right Reasons and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.